Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. Get a clue, Steve. Shut the f*** up, Steve! I hate your voice. I hate you. And I just want to do my work. Shut up! Oh my god, I don't care! We'll knock off now and take the next two days off, how's that? Because it's Friday. Friday. Yes, my friends, it is indeed Friday. This is the Truth Hurts program for May 6th, 2022. I played the Friday theme music because I figured a bunch of you might be hungover from your Cinco de Mayo activities last night, and I figured this would wake you up, cheer you up, or maybe force you to pound another aspirin or two. We've got a whole lot to talk about this morning on this Friday, so let's get right to it, shall we? Gropey Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus caused inflation, critics say. Others argue it saved the economy. This article in USA Today says, Is President Joe Biden to blame for the nation's skyrocketing inflation? My answer is yes, absolutely, of course he is. Anyone who tries to justify or argue in favor of this president should simply look at what was done to the previous president. You might recall every teeny tiny little thing that appeared as negative during Trump's tumultuous four years in office was blamed 100% on Trump or MAGA Trump supporters. Therefore, every single gaffe, misstep, miscue, error, deliberate decision that has led to the empty shelves, the high interest rates, the massive inflation, the looming recession, the mishandling of the coronavirus, our crisis at the southern border, the massive crime wave increases throughout the U.S., is 100% the fault of Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden's doing. It's Joe Biden's fault. It is Joe Biden's responsibility. Now back to this article. With midterm races in full swing, Republican candidates are pointing a finger at the $1.9 trillion so-called American Rescue Plan, which gropey Joe Biden spearheaded and Congress passed in March of 2021 without a single Republican vote because Republicans did not want to add to the debt and deficit of our nation. It was unnecessary. All of the hype, all of the lies, all of the now walked back commentary of people like Fuchi, Walensky, and the CDC. All of that has been proven to be that the COVID virus was not much more than a seasonal flu variant. And we shut down an entire nation's economy. We caused the loss and shuttering of hundreds of thousands of small to medium-sized businesses. 
All in the name of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus? The flu? Thanks, gropey Joe Biden. Remember, Joe Biden, while he was running for president, said that any president, speaking of Donald Trump at the time, of course, who is presiding over a nation that loses 220,000 American lives due to COVID is really mishandling things and should be removed from office. CDC this week says the total number of COVID deaths is now fast approaching 1 million Americans, if it hasn't already surpassed that 1 million mark. So let's do the math, shall we? If there are a million deaths from COVID and Donald Trump's presidency occurred with 220,000, that means gropey Joe Biden has presided over 780,000 American deaths. So Joe Biden, if Donald Trump should have stepped down at 220,000, you should have stepped down in your first three months in office, right? Four months, maybe? Oh no, there's a double standard. There's hypocrisy. It's Democrats, so it's excused. With midterm races now in full swing and less than six months to go until the midterm races for Congress, the House of Representatives and the Senate, Republican candidates are rightfully, accurately pointing a finger at that $1.9 trillion so-called American Rescue Plan that Biden spearheaded and Congress passed. It was billed as the final steroid shot needed to propel the economy out of the COVID-19-induced doldrums. But it really wasn't. Because if you recall, after that $1.9 trillion plan, Biden put forth the so-called infrastructure plan and the so-called Build Back Better plan. Thank God we didn't pass that $5 trillion mess. We would be broke. We would be just like Venezuela. The value of the U.S. dollar would be kaput. If you wanted to buy a Milky Way, under Venezuelan conditions, you need about a million dollars for a Milky Way bar. They have devalued their currency in Venezuela so far that no one can afford anything other than the very basic bare necessities. Economists are debating how much of the price increases, the inflation, can be traced directly back to the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan and whether any benefits accrued and if those benefits did accrue, did they outweigh the cost? As the Federal Reserve gears up for a flurry of interest rate hikes to fight Joe Biden's inflation, we wonder, did they act too little, too late? The Fed is expected to raise rates again very soon, and that has sparked fears of an economic downturn, which will become Joe Biden's recession. The USA Today says, are we in a recession? What the GDP dip last quarter means for our economy. It's tempting to say the U.S. is inching towards a recession. I think it's already in one. And again, it is 100% Joe Biden's doing. Not him himself, but the people he has surrounding him as well. He chose ancient Janet Yellen to run the Treasury Department. He tapped Jerome Powell to run the Fed. This is all at the feet and upon the feeble shoulders of gropey Joe Biden. That's the takeaway some economists had during Thursday's gross domestic product report, which showed the U.S. economy shrank at a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.4% in the first quarter of 2022. You can't blame this on Donald Trump. The first quarter of 2022 
was a reflection of the culmination of the first full year of Joe Biden's presidency. This reading came as inflation hit another 40-year high, forcing Americans to cut back on spending to simply stay afloat. The artificially low calculated unemployment rate is still making people shake their heads. There are still tens of millions of job openings and nobody wants to work because Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have convinced a bunch of people, eh, just stay home. No sense in going to work. There'll be another stimulus check coming soon. Now, as I told you, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the Democratic Party are trying every trick in the book to try and shift blame away from Joe Biden and Joe Biden's economic policies. They're even trying to blame a pullback in exports resulting from supply chain bottlenecks is the cause for the most significant contribution to the GDP issue last quarter. We are headed for a recession in the midst of inflation. If you were alive, a viable human living being during the Jimmy Carter years, you remember the long gas lines, the empty grocery store shelves, the 18% interest rates to buy a new car, the ridiculously high prices for everything, gasoline rationing and all of that kind of stuff. While a recession was going on, massive layoffs, companies shuttering business. Well, Joe Biden and the Democrats started their administration with what I call was a forced recession. They shuttered the U.S. economy that was booming during Donald Trump's time in office. Oh, God, we can't possibly win if we run against President Trump while the economy is booming, while everyone is working, while more and more people have been taken off the welfare rolls, while immigration is under control, while we spent four years without a single armed conflict with another nation, while the entire nation, Democrats, independents, and Republicans were enjoying the massively awesome economy during Donald Trump's four years. The Democrats said, we can't have that. So they found a way to weaponize and use the Wuhan China novel coronavirus as a catalyst to shut down the U.S. economy, creating a Democratic-infused recession. You remember all the layoffs, people wondering whether they could pay their rent or not. But don't worry, the Democrats were there to the rescue with stimulus after stimulus after stimulus. And all of those, you don't have to pay your rent because it's a health crisis laws that were put into effect. Not even laws, executive orders that were indeed later found to be unconstitutional. There's an unofficial definition that two consecutive quarters of negative GDP means the economy is in a recession. A recession simply means there's a significant decline in economic activity. The National Bureau of Economic Research gives the official ruling on when the U.S. is in a recession, when that recession started, and when that recession might end. And they say a significant decline in economic activity cannot be determined solely by GDP. They are doing their partisan part to bail out Gropey Joe. But you see the recession. I see the recession. They see it, but they put those blinders on and they use people like Little Red Circle Batgirl Jen Pisaki to divert your attention away from reality. Let me ask you this. Did you fill up your fuel tank in your vehicle this week? With all of the diversionary tactics of this leaked Supreme Court memo, prices for gasoline and diesel fuel 
edged sharply higher this week. At the local racetrack gas station near my home, diesel had finally crept back below $5 a gallon. It was hovering around $4.97. And then, suddenly, the leak of the Supreme Court memo from Justice Samuel Alito hit the presses. Bam! $5.29 per gallon yesterday. How do you justify a 30 cent per gallon increase? But the news media, well, they don't care about that right now because the story du jour, the story of the day, is the leaked Supreme Court memo and all of the other failings of the Biden administration, inflation, supply chain issues, border crisis, massive increases in crime, all of those are pushed to the back burner in the mainstream liberal progressive woke media. Generally, a significant decline in economy and economic activity results from several factors, including high unemployment. But the Biden administration is saying we don't have high unemployment right now. We have lots of jobs open. But we have lots of people sitting home not even looking for work. This unemployment rate that the Biden administration is touting is fake, phony, false, made up, and definitely altered with some kind of trickery. A slowdown of goods produced and sold is another indicator. Well, we know we have a slowdown of goods produced. We have supply chain issues. Thank you, Democrats. Thank you. Over-hyping and over-reporting the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus. Wages falling. Yep, wages are falling. Whether or not someone came to you today and says you used to make $15 an hour, now you make $13, doesn't matter. You're still making $15 an hour. But because of Joe Biden's inflation, your $15 for each hour you work does not buy as much as it did one and a half to two years ago, my friends. That is a wage decline any way you slice it. And it all falls at the feeble feet of gropey Joe Biden. The USA Today asks, what does a recession mean for the average person? The odds of one are rising. The article begins, the odds that the U.S. economy will go into a recession are increasing recently after a lackluster first economic quarter this year where the gross domestic product declined by 1.4%. This is Joe Biden's doing, and it's a significant decline in economic activity, resulting from several factors, including high unemployment, slowdown of goods produced and sold, and falling wages. During a recession, a lot of people lose their jobs. How's that going to work when a lot of people aren't working by their own choice to begin with? For instance, the last time the U.S. went into a recession, Obama, 22 million people were laid off from their jobs. And people who kept their jobs during a recession might have had their hours or their commission rates reduced. Employers tend to cut back on bonuses and pay raises during a recession. Manufacturing jobs and ones dependent on consumers making big purchases are especially vulnerable during a recession since consumers tend to postpone buying a new washing machine, for an example. You just keep on using the old one. Even though it makes noise and tries to walk across the laundry room, you just hold off. During recessions, lenders have to be more selective about borrowers because there's a greater risk that borrowers might default, especially if layoffs are happening. Lenders are more likely to question your job security since it's riskier to lend someone money who might be laid off. Do I hear the racism charges? Yes, of course you're going to hear the racism charges. Because anytime people are laid off, the minority groups all say, well, why did they lay us off? Why did they kept them white peoples up in there? 
This will, of course, make it harder for everyone to get a loan or a new credit card. And if you can get a loan or a new credit card, the interest rates will be higher. So what about your investments, your 401k, your stocks, etc.? Economists warn high inflation is already creating a bad effect, a negative effect, because in general there is less money available for the average household to invest. You saw the stock market take a major crap yesterday. 3% in one day? The Hill writes, Gropey Joe Biden's already reducing wealth inequality by killing the economy. You recall Biden campaigned on reducing wealth inequality as well as income inequality. Mission accomplished, Gropey Joe. A four-month stock market slide, the worst for the S&P since 1939, has made a lot of wealthy people less wealthy. Congratulations, Joe Biden. By the way, when wealthy people become less wealthy, they lay off and terminate the employment of the working class who work for them. This has made a lot of seniors and middle-income working families with IRAs and pensions also a lot less wealthy, gropey Joe Biden. And this is a huge, massive problem for the Democrats and Biden. Are Democrats worried that Apple CEO Tim Cook and many of Apple's investors are too wealthy? Well, they can stop worrying. Apple's market capitalization has fallen half a trillion dollars since the beginning of this year alone. Thanks, Joe Biden. Do you think Jeff Bezos and the investors in Amazon are a little too wealthy? Good news. Amazon's market capitalization has lost $750 billion in value this year alone. Thanks, Joe Biden. You must have to think that the left, the Democrats, the liberals, the progressives are seething in anger that Tesla CEO Elon Musk has enough money and clout to buy Twitter. But Tesla and all of its investors are down this year as well. $150 billion of economic loss thanks to Joe Biden and his inflation, his looming recession. The fact that this money has simply vanished is bad news for the left, but it's a lot worse news for the U.S. economy at large because it is private sector wealth, not government spending, that drives investment and pushes economic growth. Biden and his administration are trying to convince voters they are not responsible, at least not completely, for the rapid rise in inflation and the Federal Reserve's decision to suddenly start raising interest rates. This, of course, was the main catalyst for sending the stock market reeling, especially the tech-heavy Nasdaq. But Biden is still trying to blame his rival, a much stronger man, Vladimir Putin. Biden says Putin is responsible for much, if not most, of the economic disruptions. Biden, of course, is lying again. Now look, Putin's war no doubt has exacerbated some trends. But all of the playing of the blame game in the world does not stop the fact that this is Joe Biden's economy, Joe Biden's inflation, Joe Biden's high interest rates, Joe Biden's recession, Joe Biden's empty shelves, Joe Biden's problem. And all Joe Biden has done is harmed Americans in the worst way, right in the wallet. Biden tried to blame businesses. He tried to blame Putin. He even tried to blame Donald Trump for the one and a half year failure of his disastrous economy, Biden's economy. The complete and utter failure as president doesn't phase gropey Joe Biden, though. Because Joe Biden can't remember from minute to minute, much less hour to hour, day to day, week to week, or month to month, that he is the president. His puppet masters, well, they keep doping him up with whatever drugs that they seem to pump him full of on certain days 
when he has to make really important appearances. They pull his strings and they say, hey, Scrappy Joe from Scranton, you're doing a hell of a job. Meanwhile, your wallet suffers the consequences of Biden's economy, Biden's inflation, Biden's recession, Biden's empty shelves, Biden's southern border crisis, Biden's international foolhardiness, Biden's weakened strategic petroleum reserves, Biden's supply chain crisis, Biden's failure on energy, Biden's massive increases in crime throughout the nation, but primarily in Democratic-controlled cities, and of course, all the other things that gropey, mopey, dopey, sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely Joe Biden is doing to America and to American citizens. He hasn't done anything for us, but he's done a lot to us. Meanwhile, he rolls out the welcome mat, the red carpet for illegal, trespassing, criminal, law-breaking, terroristic, trending, invading criminal aliens, and then hands them out free government-paid cell phones. While inflation booms, interest rates rise, you can't afford to go out and buy the latest, greatest iPhone or Android device. But Joe Biden's handing them out like candy to the criminals, the people who crossed our border illegally, broke our most sacred and sovereign border laws, and he's heralding them and treating them as if they are heroes. Do me a favor, stop for just a moment. If you voted for Joe Biden, man up or woman up and admit it. Just come out publicly and admit it today and say, thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you for everything you've done for me, for our nation. All I hear is crickets chirping. No one is admitting to voting for this clown except for the select few Democrats in politics who have no choice but to support their joke of a president. You want to buy a new car? A new house? New furniture? You want to finance an addition or a new carport? Purchase a new boat, motorcycle, RV, jet ski, snowmobile? The cost for you to borrow money to make those purchases just went up half a percentage point and will go up several more times, several percent higher before Joe Biden leaves office. The Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell picked by Biden, approved by the Democratic House and Senate, has said interest rates will be raised many more times in the next year or two. Thank you, Joe Biden. One top Biden health official said, all pediatricians agree with castrating gender-confused children. This according to the Daily Caller. Assistant Secretary for Health Richard, uh, I'm sorry, trans queer freak Rachel Levine said in an interview released Friday of last week, there is no medical debate about whether children who claim they are transgender should receive gender-affirming care. So I asked, what exactly is gender-affirming care? The answer will shock you. If your little boy says, Mommy, I feel like a little girl this week, you should simply take his penis off and his testicles. Whack off his tallywhacker. If your little girl says she feels like a boy this week, a little tomboyish, you need to get her an adedictomy operation immediately before she changes her mind and realizes, I'm a girl. I can grow up and actually have babies. Wow. This way, according to Levine, it's a permanent change. None of those transplanted fake genitalia will ever work. A boy gets his pecker cut off 
He's not going to ever have a period or get pregnant or be a mommy or nurse a child. The child will never, ever, ever truly be changed in gender. Science, biology tells you the chromosomal makeup, XX, XY, that tells you whether you're a male or a female. But the freak show, the fat, long, gray-haired Richard Levine, who calls himself Rachel, but apparently still has his beans and franks in place, wears a bra to cover up his man titties. This guy says we should give transgender children gender-affirming care. After all, if you whack off a boy's penis, he looks more like a girl, right? In an interview with NPR, National Pubic Radio, Levine, the first openly transgender freak in American history to serve in a Senate-confirmed position, said that the medical industry has reached a consensus on the value of gender-affirming care for transgender children. Levine made the remarks ahead of a speech in Texas last weekend on Saturday, which was aimed at encouraging training physicians to promote that kind of care to young transgender and gender-questioning individuals. Here's the exact quote this freak show Levine said. There is no argument among medical professionals, pediatricians, pediatric endocrinologists, adolescent medicine physicians, adolescent psychiatrists, psychologists, etc. about the value and importance of gender-affirming care. Levine said this when he was asked about a new fact sheet published by the Florida Department of Health advising against affirming care for kids. Well, those doctors in Florida, and doctors all around the world, in fact, all say it is harmful to do this kind of thing to a child. But because Levine holds a position of Senate-confirmed assistant muckety-muck at the U.S. Department of Health, he can make the statement, the lie, that there is no argument amongst medical professionals? I'll read it again. There is no argument amongst medical professionals, pediatricians, pediatric endocrinologists, adolescent medicine physicians, adolescent psychiatrists, psychologists, etc., about the value of the imp and the importance of gender-affirming care. Really? Sounds like there's a lot of argument to me, Richard. Dick. The Hill reports an Indiana court orders a middle school to open the boys' restroom to a transgender student. Meaning, some little girl wants to go stare at boy penises because she thinks she should be a boy. After all, she was probably a tomboy. Probably pretty ugly, manly, hairy, big nose, the whole bit. I don't know. I didn't see this kid. I'm just guessing. Some big butch chick who thinks, maybe I'll be better if I'm a dude. I want to go pee in the boys' room. A judge on Friday ordered an Indiana middle school to allow a transgender student to use the school's boys' restroom. The preliminary injunction comes after a lawsuit was filed last year by none other than the ACLU, of course, of Indiana and Indiana Legal Services on behalf of a 13-year-old freak child transgender, a female who thinks she's a boy, at the John R. Wooden Middle School. Got wood? <laughs> she doesn't. The complaint alleges that the school, in denying the child access to the boy's restroom, has violated his 14th Amendment rights and Title IX of the Education Amendments Act 
of 1972. What about the rights to privacy of all of the real boys, the real male students, who don't want some little freak coming into the bathroom and staring at Mr. Johnson when those boys take a whiz or when they take a shower? So when some hormonal teenage freak decides he wants to pee in a girl's bathroom and his motive is really just to see little girls pissing or showering, all he needs to do now is tell the teacher, man, I feel like a woman today. And the courts will mandate that this little perv gets to go into the girl's locker room, shower, bathroom. It's basically what they're saying. They're saying that this little girl, little horny hoe bag, decides she wants to see some sausage today. She can say, man, I'm feeling pretty butch today. I want to go in the boys' locker room, the shower, the bathroom, and see the little sausage fest. What the hell are we opening the door for here? Voyeurism? Rape? Perversion? There are only two genders, male and female. If you didn't get born with a penis, too bad. You don't have a penis. If you didn't get born with a uterus, too bad. You can't have babies. Follow the science for crying out loud. It is biology. And it is, apparently, the time where we shut down this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I have run out of time. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Try and stay out of the sun or use sunblock. We'll see you next time. Copyright 2022, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing.